Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's turn on the tunes. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> what did you see? Um, but yeah, you, you need any other updates? 
don't think so. Nothing that anybody would care about. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you're right. Who wants to hear some... No. 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 It's not my turn The drink. Nope, we're drinking brews. Oh, right. 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 North Dakota's drink... just talked about that. (laughs) ...is um, a pale ale from Iron Horse. Um, Pale ale is a popular style of beer that's hop-forward with a malty flavor. A golden to amber color and moderate strength. Brewed with pale malt and ale yeast. Right of moderate strength. Pale ale bridges the gap between dark stouts and light lagers. They are full of flavor, but not too heavy, so the style is very approachable. Uh, Perfectly describes Alex, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't have the exact pale ale that they requested of us, because um, we went to the store and tried to get them, and we got just the two for Kenzie and I, because we don't need more. And when we got to check out, they said I couldn't buy them because I needed to, it was like a part of create your own six pack. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to go back and buy four more different alcohols because I was we just exhausted from that trip. And we don't really drink beer. We don't really drink a lot, surprisingly. It's true. It's true. And we don't drink beer. So I was just irritated and I was like, screw it. So I just found a case of whatever I could, which is funny because there's six in the case. So I guess... <laughs> Either Could've fucking way, anyway. we're gonna get six of something. Yeah, it's a it has a really cool um, can. I, I like the design on it. The high five. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the high five hefe American hefeweizen with ginger and honey. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find it funny that this is a North Dakota state drink because the can says Iron Horse Brewery, locally made in Ellensburg, Washington. Yeah, they're. Oh. Yes, yeah, there's a, I tried to look it up to see if I could ship Iron Horse to us, because I couldn't find You're it so anywhere. Dedicated. I am dedicated. Um, and they, <laughs> the closest place I could find was Ellensburg. Huh. But I huh. think it was created in North Dakota, like, originally. Maybe. Interesting. Let's crack it open. Maybe they just really like it over there. High five yourself. Pictures? You've earned it. Yeah, sure. I might need help. I might need help. Oh, I might need I help, can't help you. opening my cup. Oh, my honey. Hand is burnt. Honey. It's burnt. I did it with one hand. Gotcha. Because I hurt nice my crack. pinky. Wait, Ready? Tippy tappy. Tippy tappy. They're cheersing for those of you that <laughs> oh. don't understand what tippy tappy is. Are you taking a picture of the tippy tappies, Alex? Okay, sure. Ka-chow. Wow. Ew. Why is my flash on when all the lights are on? That's it just good. smells like a normal. Normal beer, or like it smells normal. <laughs> so, there we go. There's Carly with the, the descriptive terms for you all. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, 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 you make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's not bad. I don't like the aftertaste. It's, yeah, the, the aftertaste, aftertaste is not good. weird. Like, it wasn't bad, it just tasted like a normal, like ale beer swallowing it yeah but aftertaste is kind of i think it's the ginger for me funky i don't like ginger i like it after sushi but not not normally yeah okay let's get into some facts yeah so (coughs) north dakota the lesser dakota don't tell them i said that (laughs) we lost all our north dakota (laughs) listeners just kidding we don't have any um no it turns out So, North Dakota also has some Badlands, which was my favorite thing about South Dakota, was the Badlands. Um, North Dakota's mostly Great Plains, which 
is my least favorite form of geography as a Washington mountain boy. But uh, yeah, on the southwestern edge, there's also some badlands in Theodore Roosevelt National Park, which is apparently the only national park to be named after one specific person. How interesting. So interesting. A quote from the Theodore Roosevelt National Park website. When Theodore Roosevelt came to Dakota Territory to hunt bison in 1883, he was a skinny, young, spectacled dude from New York. Same. That's also how I like to describe myself. Not from New York, though. Skinny, young, spectacled. I don't wear glasses. A dude. You do wear glasses when you drive at night. Shush. (laughs) I I have night glasses. (laughs) I do also. I don't have night blindness, but I do wear glasses when I drive at night. He's very... He doesn't... He doesn't have night blindness. (laughs) And I'm definitely from New York, just like Teddy Roosevelt, so... I think we've talked about this on, like, one of our very first episodes about Alex... You having night blindness, and I said Alex had night blindness, and he got mad. Oh, maybe. (laughs) I have all the time blindness. It's just only important for me to wear my glasses when I'm driving at night. feel so safe. She's the scariest. Okay, so when I read that Theodore Roosevelt National Park was the name of the North Dakota Badlands area, I was like, oh, Teddy Roosevelt did all the national parks and stuff. Like, he's famous for that. So I thought maybe it was one of the first ones or something. But no, it was established in 1978, which is like way after Teddy Roosevelt. So that's weird. Um, oh, I also learned that, uh, the Badlands are called the Badlands because they're They're such bad lands. lands. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, we crushed that one even knowing that fact. Yep, that's pretty much it. Um, We're so good. We don't need Alex anymore. It actually, like, all the way back to the Lakota, the uh, original native people of the area called it the Makosika, which just means land bad. Mm. And then pretty much everyone else that came there was also like, oh yeah, these are bad lands. We're going to call them Badlands, which is funny that, like, it's, like, such a high tourist destination since everybody calls it bad. But it, it's bad because it's bad to live in and it's bad to travel through. Um, another, well, okay, this isn't a quote, but it's a paraphrase of a paragraph from the uh, Teddy Roosevelt National Park website. Imagine you're traveling across the Midwest and you're mostly wandering through like flat grassy plains, which is really nice and easy. And then all of a sudden you reach a bunch of loose, rocky, muddy canyons with no grass, little water, and no food. You are in a bad land. Oh, great. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. Bad land. (laughs) Um, That's pretty much it for the bad lands. I kind of just like got off on a weird tangent (laughs) with North Dakota. Because I couldn't find anything else interesting on the North Dakota website. Is it a sidetrack shenanigan? Yeah, yeah, let's call that a sidetrack shenanigan. Although it's not as sidetracked as this next one. (laughs) North Dakota is also home to the KVLY-TU, or, oh no, KVLY-TV mast, which is the tallest man-made structure in the Western Hemisphere. It's in Fargo. It was built in 1963. And it is a pretty unremarkable looking, really long antenna that just like comes straight out of the ground and just goes what straight up. What is it up. used for? TV. TV. Oh. Broadcasting. Well, that's boring. Like companies in Fargo. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. 
It's like the aftertaste. Something about the aftertaste is not good. Yeah. The aftertaste of the KVLY TV match no, no, is no. terrible. <laughs> no. She just watched me take another drink. Um, I was surprised to learn that that was the tallest man-made structure in the Western Hemisphere. It's just some random antenna that nobody even knows about in North Dakota. Yeah, it's 2,063 feet tall. And for comparison, the Empire State Building... I was curious, is 1,454 feet tall. Yeah, so it's like 600 less feet tall. And apparently the Empire State Building is only the seventh tallest building in New York alone. Oh. I always thought it was like the main thing on the skyline of New York. It's the Empire State Building and then all the lesser skyscrapers. But no, it was the tallest building when it was made. But after that, they built a whole bunch of other shit that was way taller. The tallest building in New York right now is the number one, or is the is the One World Trade Center, hmm. um, which I didn't get the height of. But it's not as tall as the KLVY TV mast in Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> so get wrecked. Get wrecked. <laughs> um, I got some quick facts after my fun sidetrack Saturdays, where we talk about New York for our North Dakota episode. Um, North Dakota is the 39th state inducted in 1889. Its capital is Bismarck. Its largest city is Fargo. It is the 19th largest state with the 47th most population. Hmm. So it's, yeah, it's also the 47th least, or 40, it ranks 47 in population density, which is not very high. Mm-mm. Its nicknames are the Peace Garden State, the Rough Rider State, Teddy Roosevelt reference again. The Flickertail State. Why is there so many Teddy Roosevelt references? Because he, li- he, he lived there for a while. Oh. He's from New York, just like me. You're irritating. <laughs> <laughs> but he lived there along the Mississippi River hunting bison for oh. a while. Oh. Um, and it's, its last nickname is Heaven on Earth. Oh. I, I don't believe that. Well, it's, uh, it's on I've Wikipedia, been, so but... it's definitely true. Heaven oh, is yeah, a place no with one can you. lie on the internet. Nobody, especially on Wikipedia. What did you say? You said heaven is a place with you. Aww. Uh, well. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. The state bird is the western meadowlark, and the state flower is the wild prairie rose. The state beverage is milk. That's gross. Ew. You should be drinking milk for this episode. I would be, oh except I don't trust the milk that's in my fridge right now. I have milk. <laughs> That's okay. I've got a hefty glass of apple cider that I've been working on. Thank you, Kenzie. <laughs> uh, the main uh, businesses in North Dakota, like most other states, I feel like we've covered, is agriculture. There's also oil and food processing, processing and technology. is a growing industry in North Dakota. The website briefly, like the North Dakota state website, the government website, claimed that Microsoft and Amazon are big com- tech companies that call North Dakota home. Wrong. What? And I'm like... No, they're definitely from here. Yeah, I was like, but those are both based in Washington. And I didn't have time to look into it, and it also was a really frustrating website because, like, it showed, like, three paragraphs, and then they would be there for, like, two seconds, and then it would... It, would, it was a slideshow, and the oh. next slide would appear, mm. and it was three more paragraphs, and it's like... And then it would just change, and there was no way to pause it. So you just have to keep going back to it to look at it for two seconds at a time to read it. And I was like, I'm not doing this. 
So he's not doing this. Yeah. Nope. <clears throat> Ain't nobody got time for that. Do you guys know what district we would be in if we were in the Hunger Games? No. We're District Seven because of the woods. Isn't it timber? Or... Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I was watching hey, Hunger Games last night know. and I looked it up. Interesting. Just reminded me of it. At least we're not. That's twelve, right? It's in Pennsylvania. They Is that the mining. one that Katniss was from? Mm-hmm. It's like a mining. Sorry. I wonder what district North Dakota is from. I don't know. I can look it up. Yeah, let's get on that. Our listeners will need to know. Sidetrack shenanigans. Let's get on it. Also look up New York. No. <laughs> North Dakota and New York are inexplicably linked. This is not good. <clears throat> She's talking about the beer again. Not the link between North Dakota and New York. (laughs) Okay, weird laws from North Dakota, and then I'll be done. These, once again, just off some random website, not fact-checked at all. You can probably do these things, and it would be fine. You're going to be arrested if you try to do these things. You are not allowed to keep an elk in a sandbox in your backyard in North Dakota. Are there a lot of sandboxes in North Dakota? I don't know. Well, what if the elk just... There are a lot of elk. What if the elk just wanders upon the sandbox in your backyard? I think that's fine as long as you're not keeping it there. What if it wants to stay there? Power. Again, I think that's fine. They'd be power and electricity. Oh. The Dakotas. Okay. The other Dakota. (laughs) All right. So, no elk in your sandbox, in your backyard. Very important, kids. And this one, this one's just wild, and like, there's no way they could possibly enforce this. No sleeping with your shoes on. How would they even know? Would I your don't family know. just narc on you? Like, I'd come home and I'd be, see Alex sleeping with shoes on. I'd be like, "Fuck! I gotta call the police on this psycho." It's illegal. Blasphemy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would never sleep with my shoes on, but I know somebody who does, and her name is Kenzie. I remember that <laughs> that phase in your life. You slept. <laughs> <laughs> Why we gotta bring that up? When I, I took Kenzie to homecoming, our senior year <laughs> no, of high prom. school, it was prom. prom. Yes, mm-hmm. we rented a hotel room with a bunch of our friends. Okay. Yeah, uh huh. Not just Kenzie and Alex. <laughs> it was like a crap ton of people. Kelly was there, and Kenzie I and I happened couch. to sleep in the same bed, but she slept on a different layer of blankets than I did, and also with her shoes on. Okay, I. <laughs> Probably not. No, well, the the different layer of blankets thing. I have restless leg syndrome, and so growing up, anytime I had to share a bed with, like, my parents or my brothers, like, on trips and stuff, they would yell at me because I would move too much, Mm -hmm. and I, because I I don't like the the blanket covering my feet, and so, like, that's just, like, a thing. Like, I do that with Aaron now. We sleep with different blankets. Weird. Yeah. But that's I'm not getting into the shoe thing, but... (laughs) I, um... And threw you under the bus. <laughs> I, really, I really didn't know. Who I you just were remembered say. that as I brought it up. I would like I was to. That law. I would like to say, yeah. Alex and I went to prom together. He won king. I won princess. It was really frustrating that we didn't get like I know. we weren't king and queen. It was or like two prince votes and away. Um, and then now Alex is dating Kylie, and they're in love. Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Disgusting. That was weird. I just want to clarify the relationship because he said you took me to prom. Actually, me and Mackenzie are in a relationship. We're in love. That's true. That's true. Deep love. And I'm cool with it. (laughs) I'm totally cool with it. (laughs) Too bad. 
best friends in the room. I hate this beer. <laughs> Woo! Okay, I'm done. But I get to pick who goes first with our cases, right? You do. Okay. Well, I still choose Kenzie. Super Cordy? Yep. Oh, I thought we had a technical... My computer just likes to pretend like it's I hope it's, it's been recording. Off. I've I know, been so right? funny this day. <laughs> You're so... <laughs> I am so funny. <laughs> All right. So I have a murder case. Ooh. But the oh. body was never found. Oh, shit. So it's a cold case. Is it cold? Oh, it's I, not Just cold. because they didn't find the body yeah. doesn't okay, mean they okay, solved okay, the crime. Okay, Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. Take it easy. My case is the case of Jenna North. North Dakota. North Dakota. Wow. I'm staying on topic. Good job, you. <laughs> June 28th, 1993, Jenna North, an 11-year-old girl, goes missing. Oh, it's an 11-year-old <laughs> girl. <laughs> Yikes. After Dave swimming at the pool, her dad picked up Jenna and some friends to take them home. Jenna asked her dad if she could go rollerblade with them for a little bit because the sun was still out. And that's the last time he would ever see her alive. What year is this? If I go rollerblading, just know that I'll probably go missing. 1993. (laughs) (laughs) Just if you go rollerblading ever. Yeah. You go rollerblading all the time. No, we go skating. She goes skating. She has roller skates. Oh, sorry, roller skating. I have rollerblades. We've gone, like, twice. I fell down and hurt my butt. <laughs> I get really nervous. I can roller skate on the on the nice smooth skateway stuff, but when it comes to like the pavement or the sidewalk, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, that's how I am with like longboarding. I get nervous. I got a free longboard. Free longboard. Really? The garbage. Oh, by the trash can. <laughs> just leaning up against the trash. H stole mine, so that's rude. Well, well I'll share rude. mine with you. Okay. Yeah, it's in the back it, of my truck like, underneath a pile of garbage. He goes, work. well, you haven't used it in like six years. And I said, so? okay, it's still mine. And it's hanging up in his apartment because he said I didn't use it. So he just got to take it. I feel like that's the same argument you had for why your brother, your other brother, Levi, shouldn't take back his fridge that you wanted. Mm-hmm. You were like, you didn't even use it for a year. Just let me keep it. And he was like, no, but, but I it's asked mine. Him, but I asked him. Gage didn't ask me. Okay. I found out because he was Don't moving Don't try to understand the lot, family. Yeah. I, Stop yeah. while you're ahead. I said, hey, <laughs> I can I just have it? And he was now. like, no, we're moving. And I was like, are you going to use it? And he was like, well, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> and Gage didn't even ask me. That's dumb. Yeah. Gage is dumb. Mm-hmm. That's rude. Take that back. <laughs> it is no. important to note that friends who were with Jenna <laughs> say they saw a neighbor installing new lights on his truck when they were heading out. Which, writing that made me giggle a little bit because when we solved that murder, um, like, a month ago, our, like... Oh, yeah, our missing, our unsolved case game that we bought. The guy was, like, installing headlights or something. He said he was fixing his brakes. Ah, that's what it was. But his car was the only one with the license plate visible (laughs) in the picture. If they had just done some decent police work, they would have figured it out and we wouldn't have had to come in. But alas. Job security. Once done, they stopped by one of the girls' houses, and the mom offered to walk Jenna home. I'm not following the story at all. I'm sorry. Can you start over? Yes. Oh, my God. Jenna was swimming. interrupted you too many times. Jenna was swimming, and then she asked her dad if she could go rollerblading with her friends, because they were still sun out. Mm-hmm. Um, as the friends were leaving Jenna's house, they mm-hmm. saw their neighbor putting new um, headlights in. Okay. Okay. You're all cut. Sweet. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> what a dick. They went to one of Jenna's friend's house, and that mom offered to walk Jenna home. She declined because she lived less than a block away. I would also probably have declined. I yeah, same. Like, no, it's fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I promise. Less than a block? That's not very oh, far. Oh, the daughter declined. Yeah. Not no, the mom. The mom, the mom was I'm like, not gonna, I'm not going to walk you home. Oh, it's only... no, no, no. Yeah. Like, really, no. Kylie? You wouldn't walk her home? No, I would, I, w- I would be the mom to walk someone home, but That's I would Okay. When she didn't come home, Dad just assumed she stayed at one of the friends' houses. In the morning, Dad and Mom called mm. around the friends and soon realized Jenna was missing and called 911. Yikes. I don't... I feel like I wouldn't have been that lax with my 11-year-old. I feel like I would have figured it out that night. But 1993, like, was it... I still, as a, who I am, I would have called True. around that True. night and been like, hey, where is my daughter? Yeah. yeah or my should, daughter didn't call home. You should never assume where your kids are. They're, they're never where you think they are. No, that's, uh, that's facts. Not that it's the parents' fault. It's obviously whoever did the horrible shit's fault. So when they were asking around the neighborhood if anybody had seen Jenna, they asked that neighbor, and he said no. The guy oh. installing headlights. Yes. Well, he was too busy installing headlights. Right. Couldn't have seen him. Soon, they had a suspect, Kyle Bell, the neighbor. <gasps> dun, dun, dun! Not to be confused with Kyler Bell, which I accidentally almost kept writing, and he went to high school with us for a couple years, <laughs> and I was friends with him. I don't know who that is. And we weren't friends at that time, I don't think. I kind of vaguely remember him. Yeah. Okay. We were good friends, and I had a mad crush on him. Kyler <laughs> Bell, if you're listening. Don't hit her up. Don't hit her up. Bye bye. She's a boyfriend now. She's moved on. Sorry. You missed your chance. She's with. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Three years prior, Bell had went to prison for child molestation and Mm. only served ten weeks before being let out on parole. Don't let him out ever. Ever. Just a just a suggestion. Nothing. We should um, take over and run this country (laughs) because obviously we'd do better. Nothing came of this, as police had nothing to tie Bell to the crime. Police soon got a tip of a suspicious person. Mary H. called and reported that she saw a man with a pickup truck standing in the middle of a bridge of the Cheyenne, over the Cheyenne River. 20 mm. minutes later, the man stopped by her home, claiming he ran out of gas. She gave him a five-gallon can and sent him on his way. Before leaving, he gave her his name. Kyle, Kyle Bell. Bell? Oh, shit. So he was on a bridge. Did he throw her body over the bridge? I don't I bet know. he did. Oh, my God. She's just a baby. Police then quietly searched the river, but nothing was found. It was noted that the river was lowered for the search mm. and that there were sinkholes in the river going further than 10 feet down. Wow. So, yeah. She could have got just sucked under. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Bell told police they could search his truck because he had never had her in it. So he's like, yeah, I've never had this girl in my truck. Go ahead and search it. Right before they started, he just suddenly remembered, oh, wow, wait. I gave Jenna and her friends a ride home from a fast food joint in town one time. So he did have her in his car. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He just didn't think it was important prior to oh, this. Yeah, no, no, so, like, important. didn't tell them. Three months passed. Nothing happened. Hmm. In April of 1994, Bell is charged with two counts of child molestation and posted bail, then fled. So he got caught for two different things. Oh, some oh. totally different thing. Completely different, some. unrelated thing. Jeez. So he got a friend in the community to post his bail, and then he ran. Running is never a good sign. No. It's usually you run because you're guilty of something. Yeah. When this happens, though... 
get this. It's the first time Jenna's family finds out that he's even a predator. That he's even well, a child molester. The police didn't even tell him he was a suspect? Now, because oh. of this case, this case was one of the propelling oh. factors in that law that you have to tell your neighbors. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, now you're supposed to, like, have, you have to go to your you neighbors to go and tell them you're a predator. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine getting that knock? No. <laughs> Gosh, no. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, you stay There's websites away. where you can look up, like the registry. That website. is true. You can, you can look can up see. where people I are. Don't, I, don't, I don't want it. Four months yeah. later, Bell runs out of gas in Denver. He, by chance, a, sorry, and by chance, a cop runs his plates. Second time he's run out of gas in his show. Mm-hmm. Fill up your tank. You oh, it is, it is of note when he said he ran out of gas that first time when... She gave him the gas. He mm-hmm. he said he put it in his truck, and his truck started right away, which apparently I think is odd. I've never run out of gas, so I actually don't Could know. Could be. I mean, especially well. I she guess. said it was odd. She was the only one who like no, witnessed it, but not necessarily. Resident car guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was a diesel, yeah, that's pretty unlikely. Like my truck, if I run it out of fuel, it takes me like a day to get it to go again. Oh wow. It sucks. I'm terrified of running out of gas. So, cop runs the plates, figures out who this guy is, then returns him to North Dakota to be sentenced for the two molestations. Jenna's mom tried to attack Kyle at the hearing, but is detained. I would have. I would have, too. (laughs) For these molestations, Mm. Bell was sentenced to 30 (laughs) years. Oh. Good. In in a plea bargain, he claims... Yeah. He claims that Jenna initiates a relationship with him sure, prior. Sure, sure, That okay. she performed sexual acts in his garage that night. Which is a thing 11-year-old girls do. <laughs> right, right. Just for fun yeah. all the time. And he was 30 with at the time, around creepy, 30. gross dudes. Especially guy, a guy who's had previous... Prior convictions. Convictions for this. Yeah. You're really believable, my dude. Yeah. He says that she threatened to tell, so he backhanded her out of a reaction. Because she was in her rollerblades, she fell back and hit her head. This is all from what he says. Hmm. He then takes her body to the river, and with a concrete block he found in the back of his truck tied to her feet, he pushed her in. His trial... You could just not. Yeah. You could just not do that. But her body was never found, too. Like, never in that river. And they searched for a long time. His trial was in a different county due to its um, popularity. Mm-hmm. Investigators tried to simulate the act of a body with um, rollerblades and a concrete with a pig. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty common. Is it? Okay. If they if they want to try to recreate effects on a human body, they, they usually use a pig. Oh, I know that. Yeah, similar. Yeah. We have really high similarities with pigs. It's weird. They had a pig in roller skates, which I just think is really interesting to picture. Did you know that in a lot of communities where cannibalism is normalized, it's referred to as long pig? Human, <laughs> human meat is called long pig. Huh. No. And when you think about it, that's all we really are. Long pigs. <laughs> um, so they wanted to see where the body would go, but never found them. Mm-hmm. Oh, She's they never found the pigs either. She's just a baby. Yeah. Eleven. The judge ended up not taking the statement because apparently it was given illegally. Um, so the plea bargain was made after he was arrested, like immediately after sentencing uh-huh. at the court. 
And for some reason, the way that they did it wasn't lawful, so it wasn't taken. Oh, like it was under duress or mm-hmm. something. One of Jenna's friends say that the two of them visited Belle more than a dozen times over a two, three-day period of time before the incident. This is the bridge right here? Yeah. Wow. It doesn't even look like a deep river. Right. Or anything. And it's like not moving quickly at all. That's crazy. In the end, Belle was sentenced for life. While being moved to Oregon, he escaped. Oh, good. For 88 days. Whoa. He was eventually found after an episode of America's Most Wanted was aired with his face on it. They found him. Um, I believe he was in Texas when they found him. Since then, I just don't understand how, like, they have nothing. How did they get that far? Right? Well, I don't know where he was when he escaped. He was or- on his way to Oregon. Oh, yeah. I think he was in... Failed to Oregon. He was, like, New Mexico or something. Um, <laughs> since this case, laws have been made for sex offenders to inform their neighbors of their whereabouts. Well, that's good. So this case was one of, like I said, the propelling factors for those laws to be put in place. Um, and Jenna's family is very adamant about that. He, the father says that if he had known that... that he would have never... Right. He would have never let her that day just yeah. go off on her own. Yeah. Or with her friends. Sorry, the pig's body was also never found? That's what it said. Okay. That's interesting. So, like, obviously there was, like, some sort of current that took it. Yeah. Or the sinkholes. Or the sinkholes or something, so... Yeah. Pig and Jenna or something. Yeah. That's not good. So I didn't like that. He was convicted of her murder, but the body was never found. But he did admit to it, confess to it. Yes. It is stated in a few, uh, only a couple articles I found that he then retracted the confession, but I think that they were getting that mixed up with the judge not taking the confession. Right. Because I only found that a couple times. Right. Thanks. You're welcome. We can stop covering cases that involve kids. My next one I specifically looked for. Um, I wanted a murderer, and I wanted him not to have ch- children as there. <laughs> I say, I say, we need to stop covering cases with kids, knowing that my case this week covers kids. Mm. Oh, great. Well, let's get to that so, then. Yeah. All right, got my cookies. All right, I got Kenji's cookies. <laughs> Is there another taco chip? You can have that one. Fuck off. No, I don't want it. I told Alex to eat the cookies because whatever wasn't eaten by Monday, I was taking to the station. So he's going to eat all of them. He's eating a lot, which I am thankful for. They're mostly gone. We are on to Oregon. The Oregon Trail? We are oh. gone oh. to Oregon. We gotta show Kenzie the Oregon Trail. Oh, it's so I'm funny. Sure I've been meaning to watch it. it. I'm like wanting to watch it again lately. Okay. It's a movie? It's a... Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. It's a musical that was filmed oh, okay. and put on YouTube. I don't know if you'd like it. But... <laughs> we'll watch it! It's filmed really well. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. It's really funny. I don't like Especially it. if you like the Trail to Oregon. Okay. I don't like the Trail to Oregon. Well, it's still really funny. (laughs) Okay. This week I am covering the Wolf Family Murders from North Dakota. And did you research a lot into this case? No. No. Okay. Um, This is said to be the most gruesome case from North Dakota. 
the wolf-like creature family murders. No, stop bringing that up. It just incites rage in me. It's so irritating. The wolf-like creature is not a cryptid. It is a wolf. Okay, let's go back in time to April of 1920. It is windy and soggy and gross outside. Exactly the type of weather you would expect from April. In 1920, people were still hanging their laundry up on clotheslines to let them dry. Typically, you would only leave these clothes out for a few hours, but when those clothes are left through the whole day, it would raise some worries. And when those clothes are left through the night and into the next morning, that is when people would really start to get worried and, you know, have questions. and Especially when it's raining. And gross and soggy. <laughs> yeah. And gross. April. Yeah, nasty. April showers bring May flowers. And then the rise of the Mayflower colonized the entire country. That is exactly what happened one April day to John Kraft, a neighbor of the Wolf family. He was driving past the farmstead of the Wolf family when he noticed the same clothes flapping in the breeze that he had seen the day previous, which is kind of creepy. I don't think I'd notice the clothing. He's just being a nosy neighbor. He's like, oh, your red blouse is still out? Hmm. Yeah, maybe it was like some really risque lingerie. Maybe. He was like, wow, twice in a row? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Same one. You don't want to spice things up. <laughs> this is, like I said, this, like I said, would be considered odd. So John took it upon himself to investigate the wolf farm. Before I get into what John had found on the farm, I want to just give a little background into the wolf family. John Wolf, 41, was born in Bergdorf, Russia, on April 18th, 1879. Like, Bergdorf is a really funny word. <laughs> can, you, can you say that? Berg? Berg, Berg? Bergdorf. It looks like Bergdorf. Dorf? Which Bergdorf? is just, just funny. Um, he came to this country in 1902 and found work in Whisk, North Dakota, before moving to Turtle Lake in 1903. And in 1905, he married Beda Boset. Beda, 35, was born in... Hafnungstall? Hmm. I was pretty close. I would like to say the the accent to really get its essence. I've told you this. If you want me to speak in an accent, you gotta stop asking me to speak in an accent because then I can't speak in an accent. Hafnungstall, Russia. There you go. Thank you. Um, South Russia on April 15th, 1885. Once the two were married, they started their family. And their family consisted of Bertha, 13, Maria, 10, Edna, 8, Lydia, 6, Martha, 3, and Emma, 9 months old. Wow. They also um, very consistently had a farm help, um, like a young chore boy Mm -hmm. in their house. Um, His name was Jacob Hoffer. He was a neighbor of a son. Um, He was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And he was at their house pretty consistently. And I would just like to say that um, this family was my mom's worst nightmare. Um, <laughs> she wanted all boys so she could have like her own little basketball team. Mm-hmm. But instead, this family's like six females. <laughs> um, which is, yeah, my mom's worst nightmare. Yeah. Having that many girls. My parents also, or my mom has a whole bunch of female siblings and then her youngest sibling is a boy. They just tried and tried and tried and tried and finally they got Uncle Alden. 
My family is all boys, and then they really wanted a girl, so they tried for me. And, and then they got engaged. <laughs> and I always joke that I don't know what they wanted. <laughs> right. Engage was just the tag along thing. <laughs> yeah, he's just like the extra. <laughs> okay, so like I said, John Kraft was the nosy neighbor who noticed that the wolf's family family's laundry had been out overnight. He also noticed that the wolf farm had been very quiet and there wasn't very much movement and that the family horses were left unattended. And if you think about it, like, a farm being unattended and being very quiet would be kind of weird, especially for the 1920s. Yes. Um, he made his way onto the farmstead, um, heading towards the house, but before he reached the house, his attention was grabbed by something else. He heard pigs rooting in the barn nearby. Oh, no. <laughs> he... Pigs rooting is just when they're like honking. Yeah, but when like, they're, like putting their nose in are the they rooting in dead bodies? No, do you want to know the answer? Yes. <laughs> Ask nicely. Jeez, you're so mean. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just show mommy how the little piggies eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's from please, Christmas story. Please never say that again. She was making the noises. <laughs> it's from Christmas story. <laughs> I thought that's what you guys are referencing. No. Please never say to... that line again. Okay. Show mommy how the little pigs eat. <laughs> We're breaking up. Uh, <laughs> he entered the barn, and here is where he was met with a gruesome scene. In the barn, he discovered the first of the bodies. Half covered in dirt and hay were the bodies of his neighbor, Jacob Wolf, and his two young daughters, Maria and Edna. Once in the house, he looked through the trap door. Um, I believe it was in the kitchen. There's a picture um, I sent it to you guys that led to the basement. And this is where he saw five more bodies. Those of Jacob Wolf's wife's Vita. Jacob's, wolf, Jacob's wife, Vita. He doesn't have more than one wife. Just Vita. And the rest of their daughters, Bertha, Lydia, and Martha, along with the hired chore, chore boy, Jacob Hoffer. All had been killed with a shotgun and a hatchet. In all this horror, there was a small bundle of hope. Kraft found Emma, the only surviving survivor in the house. She was crying, hungry, in her crib. Oh. But beyond that, she was alive. And she was, I believe, eight, nine months. Um, a couple websites said eight, a couple said nine. So she was not even one while right. this happened. Um, this sounds vaguely familiar. It's a very well-known case, I believe. This is not from that. I want to say Emma um, and Christine and this covered is, it. And this is... This is Emma. Very Aww. cute. Um, little baby. She's adorable. She's tiny. Baby. Little monkey baby. Um, this definitely rocked the small town of Turtle Lake. There were fewer than 400 inhabitants at the time, but more than 2,500 people showed up for the funeral, where the eight coffins, both big and small, were lined up in a row. At this time of the burial, the killer was still unknown. Jacob Wolf had no known enemies and one of them and was one of the most popular farmers in Turtle Lake. So the police were kind of at like a dead stop. They didn't know what to do. They didn't right. know what to look for. You know, he was one of the most um pot he got he was one of the people who got the most money from farming. Oh. Um prosperous. Yes, thank you. Prosperous. Um and he was well liked and he had no enemies and they just didn't know where to turn to. Um but, like most serial killers, the murderer of this family couldn't resist showing his face mm -hmm. at the funeral. 
And this guy is is considered a serial oh, killer. Oh, is he in this picture? I don't know. There's a Why don't you just zoom coffins. in? Zoom in and tell me if you can find okay, him. Okay, I'll tell you which guy looks like a murderer. Okay. Um, which would be the first mistake this man made was showing up to the funeral. The second mistake was when he showed up at the funeral, he acted very strangely. This man, Henry Lair, another immigrant like Jacob Wolf, opened each cas- casket in turn. Ugh. And gazed down at the faces inside of them. What was it like even? Is that like a normal thing to do? No. I mean, a lot of the times, a lot of the times places will have open caskets, but that's not for everyone. That's for like, usually it's for like a small family group. Um, In the picture I'll post on Instagram, all the caskets are closed. Yeah. I don't, with how brutal, with how brutal it is, shotgun and hatchet, I don't imagine they'd have open caskets. But he wouldn't. His little happy, happy ass went and opened all the caskets. Just, like, in front of everybody yes, else at the funeral? Yes, yes, What the hell? That's crazy. It's um, so awkward. <laughs> is, it's really creepy. It's really fucking creepy. What? Lair had also been caught prowling around the wolf barn by the sheriff, seeming oh. eager to help and even suggesting the sheriff, um, suggesting to the sheriff to check the hay in the barn and then pulling out handfuls of spent shotgun shells. So he just... Just so like, he definitely did here? it, and it was obvious. Yeah. And why didn't yes, they catch it was very sooner? obvious. Um, I do. I did research. Like in my research, I did see that they had like arrested two other people before, and neither of them turned out to be the guy, and so they let him go. But after being around Lair for a little bit and seeing all this weird ass shit, he was doing like opening caskets yeah. and sneaking around the farm. And stop it! I have so much left. One more drink. No. Um, like sneaking around the farm and he directed them to the bullets. Like, yeah. And like, I'm sure it wasn't public knowledge where any of the bodies were found. Mm-mm. Well, it might have been. I don't know. A lot of the times you hear about these cases from like this time and the minute, like police didn't know how to properly handle. Oh, and the media would show up and stuff. Media right? would show yeah. up. And they would just like The rest of the town would yeah. show up and they Everybody would walk from the town the would just walk through. They Yeah, like, I've heard a lot of like, around. especially just, of, like, big family murders, people would just show up and walk around and, like, like take, the, take souvenirs. possessions, and, which yeah, is really souvenirs. fucked up. Yeah. Like the Valeska Axe yes. House. Yeah, exactly like That's that. That's one so where it was, it, the crime scene was ruined. Nothing I researched said anything about people showing up and doing that, but... But it was common. Common, yeah. Um, after Lair had, you know, been like, hmm, check the hay, and pull, and he reached in and pulled out the shotgun shells. He was arrested, and after a lengthy interrogation, he finally confessed to the confessed to the slayings of the Wolf family. My computer turned on again. Sorry, I can't reach it. Job. Here is what Lair's accounts of the day was. He said that he had gone over to the Wolf family farm to confront his neighbor about a dog that had bitten one of Lair's cows. A wolf. A fight ensued, like just like a, a verbal fight. You know, like, probably Lair saying, hey, Wolf, get a hold of your dog, get your shit together, and Wolf being like, no, I don't want, like, nothing right. too bad. Um, and it ended with Wolf just saying, you need to get off my farm, you need to go. Um, Lair wouldn't. Wolf was the one who produced the double barrel shotgun, probably as a, like, a threat. Mm-hmm. This caused a scuffle, and both barrels went off by accident, killing, or... Layer claims that they were an accident, and these um, this sh- this shot killed Berta or 
Bida, sorry, Bida, and the hired boy Jacob. Whoa. Wolf then ran, and Lair shot him. So he just kept going. Instead of being like, it's an accident, let's figure this out, he right. shot Wolf. He the then went and found more ammo. Um, and then um, when he was doing that, the other daughters, Maria and Edna, heard the shots and fled into the barn. This story makes no sense. He's saying that the dad of the family accidentally killed his wife and farm boy? No, he's saying that when Wolf brought out the gun, mm-hmm. a scuffle ensued. Mm-hmm. And at some point in the scuffle, the shotgun went off. Oh, so he's and, just not directly saying that it was him. Yes. Right. Yeah. But he's and, saying he accidentally... Yeah, and when the scuffle happened, he ac- the shotgun accidentally went off and shot Bida and the hired boy. Okay. Um, and then Wolf tried to run. Mm-hmm. Lair shot him. He went and found more ammo while he was doing that. That is the only thing to do when there's yes. an accidental yeah, shooting yeah. is kill everyone else. <laughs> yes. When, when he went and found more ammo, the daughters, Maria and Edna, heard the shots flood into the barn. Lair followed them into the barn, shot them, then went into the house, shot Bertha, Lydia, and Martha. He said that he bludgeoned the youngest daughters with a hatchet. I was like, where does the hatchet come in? So not only did he shoot him, he went in and also... And then look at his handiwork. Yeah. He went there to kill all these people. Um, He said that baby Emma was the only one spared because he couldn't find her. Which is kind of surprising to me because I I remember having a nine-month-old and all they do is scream and cry and babble. So (laughs) that baby was very, hopefully, napping. Yeah. Well, lucky for her. Um, Good time to nap. Yeah. He went from accidentally shooting two people to brutally killing a whole family. So, like... I mean, I've never been in that situation, but I'd rather go to jail for accidentally killing two people than, bless you, than go to jail for killing an entire family. Right. Yeah, it doesn't on purpose. make any sense. Yeah. I don't believe the accidental no. part of the first two killings. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we only have his account because everyone else is dead, so maybe he there was the struggle and he got the gun and he shot it. Right. Excuse me. I think he... I don't believe any of it. I think he went over there to kill the whole family. Yeah. I don't think it's just something... Over a like, dog biting what? a cow, though? No, probably over being a psychopath. Okay. <laughs> well, after everyone was dead, he covered the bodies in the barn with hay and pushed the bodies in the house through the trap door into the cellar, then went back to his own farm and just continued with his normal day. Um, after he made this confession, he was sentenced and sent... Sentenced and sent to prison, where he soon retracted his confession. He stated that he had been bullied into it and warned that he would be turned over to the to a murderous mob if he didn't cooperate. This didn't work, and he ended up dying in prison. If killing eight innocent victims wasn't enough, Lair's family was torn apart when he was sent to prison, and four of his children were sent into an orphanage, one of them being killed in a farm accident. Aww. He, I think, got ran over by, like, a tractor. Wow. Yeah. Um, to shed some light on this horrible case, Emma Wolf ended up living with relatives and eventually a benefactor until she was 18. She later married Clarence Hasten and died in 2003 at the age of 84. Wow. Yeah, so even at a young age, with her whole family being ripped from her, she still lived a full life and had a family of her own. And, That's good. Um, yeah. Um, 
and I just want to give credit to findagrave.com, um, ghostsofnorthdakota.com, and thelineup.com, because we haven't been giving credit, and we'll start giving, giving credit. Um, yeah. We're new. We're figuring it out. Yeah. But there was, I think, more to, like, Lair going back and forth about he killed them, he didn't kill them, he was bullied into it, someone else did it, um, but I didn't care because I thought he did it. That is so weird. <laughs> That's how detectives work. <laughs> I am a professional. These, like, family killings, they're always so weird to me. There's another one, I can't remember the name of it, not the Velasca Axe House, but also... There was one where it was like a it was a farm again, and yeah, everybody was in the barn, uh-huh. all stacked up in a pile, uh-huh. and they somehow they knew that they had all gone out there one at a time, uh-huh. and so somehow the killer had managed to lure them all. them all, and then the killer stayed at the house for a little while. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, they couldn't find the murder weapon. It was a pickaxe, and then like. Year like dozens of years later, the house was demolished, and they found a pickaxe hidden in the, the like a secret panel in the attic or yeah. something. I would like to say I think I read that the axe they found was in the barn, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, it's just I mean there could be a small chance he didn't do it, but like he did say that this fight did break right, out. Right, he did. He was there. For he at was least there. Two of them. Yeah. Did you so. hear about the one semi recently? In the last, like, I don't know, 10 years they caught the guy, I feel like. But he killed his whole family, and they had, like, a mansion, and he turned the AC on in the ballroom and left them all their blaring opera music. It does sound familiar, With all the little lights on the house. And then he fled, and he yeah. had a whole different life. He, like, had Yes, his... and because the AC was on, they didn't... Yeah. It didn't... And for um, years... And smell. For mm-hmm. years, he, um, he lived a double life, and then he finally was caught because they ran his story again on, like, America's Most Wanted or something, and his mm-hmm. neighbor was like... Hey, that that looks like, you know, what's That's his name? That's just so weird to me because I feel like I wouldn't be able to be like, you know, my neighbor, maybe it's because I don't, we don't interact with our neighbors. Maybe. And I rarely <laughs> yeah. see them. I don't even know what our upstairs neighbors but, are. But like, <laughs> Samson. Samson. <laughs> it's not even his real name. The upstairs we named Samson uh, based on nothing. But like, I feel like I wouldn't be able to be like, you look like my neighbor. Right? I'm going to turn you into the police. I feel like I would, I would feel too bad if it wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, that's my case. I did it. Wow. It was really hard this week. It's always really hard. But I did finish this. Oh, good. It's not good. Does Aaron want them? Probably. He'll take them. You think he'll like them? He'll drink it. Wait, 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 wait. What? You did buy a six-pack. I did. We just covered covered that in the beginning, how stupid I felt because we (laughs) ended up having to buy a six-pack. I'm sorry. I just put that together. But you didn't I, get the beer I'm, we're actually did, supposed to have because you didn't I want did, to buy a six pack. Sh- I did it. ask. I was, when, yes, was it yesterday? No. No, a couple days ago when we did, you know, go to the store and they were like, you have to buy six of these if you want to get it. Um, I I was like, well, maybe we should find out what like our next few cases are gonna be. Oh yeah. So we can get them in advance. Oh. But then we didn't do that because we were fucking organizing pumpkin seeds for six hours. Yeah. Ah! D8, a whole bag. Oh, that's oh, she good. She a whole bag of pumpkin seeds? Which flavor? I don't know. I went to ask him and I forgot. Hmm. Well, Stella likes them. Okay. Good. Yeah. We did it. Okay. What do we do now? 
We have to sing the North Dakota. No. no. Follow us on Instagram at ABC underscore murder underscore pod. Email us any suggestions you have, cool stories, mm-hmm. funny laws, mm-hmm. um, at abcmurderpod at gmail.com. Yeah, and they can be funny stories or they can be, you know, scary stories from trips you've gone on. Um, trips your friends have gone on. Corrections. Send us some corrections. If Don't send us corrections. I'll cry. Um, be nice. <laughs> My emotions are very sensitive all the time. That's how you would pronounce that. Say that line correctly. I don't know. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, and where are we going next, Alex? Oh, well, the only place out of North Dakota to go now that we're done South Canada. Dakota and Montana. No, not oh. yet. We're going to Minnesota. Minnesota. And look at how it's happened at least once an episode. Best friends. Um, but yeah, we're gonna see you next week. Yeah. I don't know how to end these ever. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 North Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota. North North Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota. North 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 North